and welcome to an all-new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of October 11th, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, as always, it is good to be with you. What's going on? Hey, Jenny. It's great to be back with you again this week as well now that we are officially in the fourth quarter of 2023. And of course, this is my favorite time of the year because temperatures are a little more my speed. And that's why, Jenny, the temperatures outside across most of the nation are starting to cool just as the freight markets are. Which is an unusual departure from where we normally would be around this time, which we would call peak holiday season. But is it peaking or is it not? That's right, Jenny. Usually when we enter Q4, we talk about the volatility that we're going to be seeing right around the corner. Although this time, 2023 looks a lot like it did last year in 2022, where we did not see volatility from the peak season until early November. And to be honest, Jenny, I don't think we're gonna see much volatility at all for the remainder of 2023. But if we do, it's gonna be more or less driven by the holidays rather than demand from the holiday season. So again, another reverse in what we expect here. What we're looking for is the behavior of consumers as we approach holiday sales, as opposed to what we assume to be consumer demand. Mainly because it's been hard to predict, but Mays, let's talk about where we landed last week when it came to rates. Well, Jenny, last week at a national level, rates remained basically stagnant. Today, the average national rate per mile line haul is $1.58, and that's what it was last week when we recorded. But like I've called out before, it is very specific to location. The seasonality that we did not see too much of throughout the pandemic bull market is definitely here because there are parts of the country like the Pacific Northwest, which continues to heat up as produce season makes its mark. But then there are other parts of the country like the South and Southeast that are seeing the traditional softening after rates saw an increase over the Labor Day weekend. So truly to summarize, I think that we're not really gonna see any of that volatility that we would typically expect in a normal or whatever we consider to be a normal year, likely pre-pandemic in 2019, to really show up until possibly the week before Thanksgiving. That said, is there anything else that we should keep a close eye on, Maze? A matter of fact, this week, parts of the upper Midwest are going to see below freezing temperatures. This is something that you always need to keep an eye on in supply chain because temperatures and winter weather can have impacts that create volatility in the market. Now, there's nothing to watch for just yet, but keep an eye on temperatures as it does have an impact on what type of equipment carriers need to use to haul different types of freight. Good thing for us to keep an eye out on. We hope that the Midwest does not experience that freeze like they did two years ago. Maze, where do we sit when it comes to tender rejections? Tender rejections last week did see a pretty significant jump compared to what we've seen in the last year and a half that was not related to a weather or holiday event. But let's not kid ourselves, it's still extremely low, especially for Q4, when we usually anticipate volatility, pushing tender rejections up and driving more volume into the spot market, bringing higher rates to carriers. That is not happening this year though. Now, one thing worth noting is providing an update on the UAW strike. It has expanded because at Mack Trucks, 73% of union workers rejected Mack Trucks' proposed five-year contract, which included a 19% pay raise over the span of the five years, as well as a $3,500 bonus for ratifying the agreement. Now, keep in mind, union workers are looking for a 40% increase in wages. And that is to keep up with the cost of inflation over the last 15 years. And this will start having an impact on freight markets in the near future. Larger carriers 
will start moving their equipment into the spot market with the absence of volume from auto manufacturers. Now, this isn't the volatility carriers are looking for. As more capacity goes into the spot market, that's gonna suppress rates from increasing and could actually help shippers out around volatile times such as Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it's something that we need to continue to keep an eye on to see how much longer this is gonna go because the longer it goes, the greater the impact it will have on the freight markets, especially in the Midwest. Well, speaking of regions, you know what it's time for. The regional breakdown maze. Where are we getting started? It feels like the West Coast. That's right, Jenny. The West Coast has turned the heat up and it continues to see higher rates week over week, driving it to be a more favorable market and destination, a more favorable region and destination for carriers as they can demand higher rates leaving the region. But I think the bigger question is just how long will this last? Because it did start a little bit earlier this year up in the Pacific Northwest, although it's proving to be a great produce season driving higher rates week over week for carriers. But how much longer will this last as we traditionally start seeing rates in the Pacific Northwest recede in mid to late November? So there's still some opportunity there for carriers. All right, Maze, where would you say over the next few months is going to be the hottest markets that carriers should be on the lookout for? And I would say that's going to be the Midwest pending on how the UAW strike plays out. As of right now, the West Coast is the hottest market for carriers to push rate increases week over week. It's not just the Pacific Northwest either. Every market in the West Coast, except for Denver, Colorado, saw rates increase from last Monday to today. All right, Maze, it's been a while since we've done this. Why don't we give our listeners a look inside our crystal ball to understand what markers could change the trajectory of the markets through Q4 into 24? Well, Jenny, great question. One thing that we need to keep an eye on is how much are rates changing week to week? Last week, when we looked, markets up in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon and Washington were experiencing four plus percent increases week over week. This week, we're still seeing increases. Carriers can still demand higher rates, but not as high as what we were experiencing just two weeks ago. All right, and why don't we shift on over to the Midwest maze, what's going on there? Most markets in the Midwest, especially the markets with higher volumes, are experiencing some easing. And I do believe what we're gonna to continue to see this slight easing, if not stagnation, across most of the markets in the Midwest. Now, in the upper Midwest, such as North Dakota, and the upper parts of Montana, Minnesota, we're starting to see extremely cold weather. And if this continues and it gets colder, we could see some volatility, especially in the reefer market, as some shippers may start pushing some freight out that need to be protected from the temperatures, which then shift dry van freight to reefer freight. But again, I'm saying this a little early, and there are no issues to call out just yet, but something to keep in mind as we start experiencing a shift in weather. Now, outside of those areas, your major markets, like I called out by volume, such as Chicago, Juliet, Columbus, St. Louis, Indianapolis, saw mild rate decreases from last week. This week, I don't think we're gonna see just as large decreases week over week, but we're still gonna see slim declines or stagnation. Now, again, it's going to depend on where this freight is destined. And if it's going to the Southeast or South, you're likely not gonna see those decreases, yet increases due to those markets continuing to be pushing farther in favor of the shipper. 
All right, Maze, and why don't we move on over to the Northeast? What's happening there? It's a very similar story to the Midwest. Every market, except for one market in the Northeast, saw week over week decreases in the average outbound rate. Now, the markets that really matter in the Northeast, which are the volume drivers, such as Elizabeth, New Jersey, and Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, didn't see too much of a decrease. A lot of the larger decreases week over week were the markets up in New England, such as Bristol, New Hampshire, and Springfield, Massachusetts, where they saw over 3% decreases. But again, this is somewhere we gotta continue to keep an eye on. I called this out last week. The Northeast is subject to winter weather. Now, we're only in October, and we're likely gonna continue to see a softer market in the Northeast for the next few weeks until the Thanksgiving holiday. Then after that, as we leave this year, we might see some tightening pendant on bad weather. But overall, for right now, the Northeast is gonna remain pretty stagnant with the Midwest, dependent on where the freight's heading to. Now let's keep on trucking down I-95 and talk about the coastal regions. The Carolinas are not a place for a football team this week, but the freight markets are also not going in favor of drivers, with rates declining over the past week in every market. Now the DC Baltimore metro area is a different story. Well, we're seeing some increases, especially out of the Winchester, Virginia market and Baltimore, Maryland market. It's something to continue to keep an eye on, but overall the coastal region is seeing slim declines and it's gonna remain relatively flat over the next week. All right, Mason, why don't we wrap up with both the Southeast and the South. I know that these regions are sort of twinning each other. So what's happening there? The freight markets are definitely the coldest in these two regions. And that's normal, traditionally speaking. The Southeast and South usually are looser markets going into Q4. When we look at the Southeast in particular, the largest market by volume, which is Atlanta, is the only market that experienced tightening. And it was slim tightening. The average rate line haul out of Atlanta was about 1% increased week over week. Now, I do not believe we're gonna still see an increase this week out of Atlanta. I believe that capacity is gonna evenly spread its way out and every market in the Southeast, again, will see some loosening. There might be some lower volume markets in Mississippi or Alabama that see some increases, but overall, capacity is still heavily outweighing demand in the Southeast. And it's not much of a different story for the South. Now, one thing caught in the South is last week we called out how some of the border markets were continuing to be pretty stubborn with rates continuing to hold with gains week over week. Well, over the past week, we've actually seen some easing, especially at a Laredo. But it wasn't just at a Laredo, every market along the border saw week over week declines. But it is important to call out that Laredo saw just over a 2% decrease, which is good news for shippers. Overall, this week, we're gonna see a similar story to the Southeast. There may be pockets of increases and more remote low volume markets on the western side of Texas or parts of Arkansas or Oklahoma, but the larger volume markets such as Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth should remain relatively consistent to where they are this week. Now, Maze, we are nowhere done with 2023. Obviously, we've got a couple months left, but it seems like the narrative has remained the same and will likely stay the same when it comes to the state of the market. I don't anticipate any heavy swings in favor of carriers, unfortunately. Maybe until Q3 of next year, 
Where do you stand? Well, Jenny, the more I look at what's happening and the more I think about 2024, I can't help but to be a little more pessimistic for the carriers out there for the market conditions we may anticipate in 2024. Now, a lot of people just three months ago were calling that markets would potentially start seeing a shift upward anytime in the beginning half or even early second half of 2024. But looking at where we are today, knowing that we are going into what the industry calls RFP season, leaving Q4, entering Q1, it's really showing me that there's still a lot of supply out there and the demand doesn't seem to be changing in the short term or even long term at this point. So unless there's a big shift in supply that leaves the market, we could be in for another year that remains to be tough for carriers but doesn't have a swing downward anymore. I believe we still found the floor over the last couple months and it's not going to go any lower for the most part, but we could be treading around that floor for a lot of 2024 unless something significantly changes with the supply because I really don't see it changing on the demand side. So it's going to be important even though things may not shift significantly or dramatically week over week like they did throughout the pandemic and then the few months following the pandemic. It doesn't change how important it is to keep a pulse on what's going on because if you don't then you are going to miss it when it does take place and you are not going to be properly preparing yourself. At the same time when things are pretty stagnant, you have to be on top of your game of understanding where you should be putting your equipment and utilizing it to make the best return you can. And that's why we're here. We'll continue to guide you shippers and carriers through the next couple of months, right into next year of 2024. Well, Jenny, as always, it was great talking to you this week about the freight market, and I look forward to talking to you next week. As do I, my friend. We will see you next week with an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. Until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix, Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change. Music